I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. So join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy, and I'm a quilter, and this is episode 208, in which I did even more long-arming. And I'm recording this on Saturday, um, oh, what is it, January 15th, 2022. It's about 6 o'clock at night. I have spent the better part of the day um, cleaning in my sewing room, but I'll get to that in a minute. I do want to uh, give a shout out to anybody who is at the Buffalo Bills game. That's what's going on in our house. My husband and son are um, probably already at Buffalo now. They left about an hour and a half ago, and um, it's going to be cold, but my husband is kind of nervous about the game, um, but I mean, he knows the Bills can win. He's just afraid what will happen if they don't. But anyway, that's a whole other story and not the topic of this podcast. Um, so basically, in terms of an update on what I've been doing quilty-wise this week, it hasn't actually been a whole lot. I did on Monday have my second long-arming date, and I did um, the second of the two mystery quilt die cut pieces, um, block of the month projects that I'd done. I couldn't quite remember how big this one was in comparison to the first one that I did. Once I got it on loaded onto the long arm, it was clearly a lot smaller. <laughs> so it did not take me all that long to do. I had kind of debated whether I was going to do a different pattern or not, and ultimately decided just to do the same one I did on the first one. I figured the, the sisters aren't necessarily going to compare notes to see who got each, you know, what quilting pattern. They are seven and four, um, so that's just not that big a deal. I am a little concerned about the fact that one of the sisters is getting a smaller quilt than the other one. I don't know if that'll matter either. Uh, the two sisters get along really, really well, so I think they'll be more attuned to the different colors and patterns than they are to the relative size. I don't know. Um, at the time, at this point, they share a bed more often than not. They are very, very close, like I said. So um, I don't know that either of these will end up being a bed quilt versus the two of them just having their own quilt. So anyway, it feels good to have them both quilted. I do still need to get the bindings cut and on. I know I have binding material for the second one because I had plenty left from the backing. So that'll be the binding material for the second one. I honestly can't remember if I have binding material set aside somewhere for the first one. I have to um, take some time to kind of dig through my stash and see what I've got. If not, I am almost positive I will have something close enough in color in other fabrics on my shelf that I'll be able to just do something out of my stash. Um, so anyway, with the long arming, the second time, uh, you might remember I went with my friend Lori. She had a huge quilt and I knew I was going to be a little bit late getting there. So I had texted her saying, you know, just go ahead and get yourself set up because there was only one person setting up. And um, 
probably regardless of your experience, they have a store rule that one of their staff has to get you loaded on the machine. So I think that's just so they can't get in trouble if something doesn't, or, you know, if you load it yourself and then something doesn't go right and then they have to fix it anyway. Um, so she was all loaded up and already sewing by the time I got there. Um, and mine didn't take all that long to get loaded up. So it, I think it took me maybe two hours, maybe. And even that was not straight quilting because I knew it wasn't going to take me that long. So I kind of kept taking some breaks and wandering around a little bit. Um, it was, you know, a lot of fun again. Um, so I, I really do want to keep renting time on a long arm. Frankly, I can rent a lot of time on a long arm before we come to the cost of owning one myself. Um, so it's just a matter of making sure I have quilts that are a size that I can get done. Although I did talk with the woman there about how it works if I have a larger quilt that I don't think I would get done in one session. So we talked a little bit about that because the Storm at Sea quilt will definitely be a large quilt. Um, so, you know, what I'm looking at now is several of the UFOs I've got that I want to get finished are really of a size I could do them on my home machine. Um, it's just a matter of getting myself around to it. I also have one that I do want to do on my home machine because I do want to do some more custom quilting to it. I don't want to just do an overall pattern, but I just have no idea what pattern I'm going to use. So I may end up bringing it to Guild with me some night because there's a couple of just excellent quilters there. Um, long arm quilters, but ones who would be able to help me kind of figure out what do I actually want to do in the spaces that I've got. You know, it's funny, uh, the place I've been renting, the long arm sells machines. They sell long arms, but they also shell, sell a variety of other just sewing machines. And um, as you recall, I'm a Janome girl. I currently have a Janome 6600. Uh, I inherited it from my mother. I absolutely love this machine. I really do. Um, it's a freaking workhorse. I've had it, let's see, I've had it for, 11 yeah 11 years now since my mother passed away boy <laughs> boy it doesn't seem like it could possibly have been that long but it has been and um the machine was a few years old she had bought it i want to say maybe within five years of when she passed away i'm not sure so this machine is 15 to 16 years old it has never had to be repaired never had to be repaired. It just runs like a top. I did, um, for a while, I was taking it in just about every summer. Uh, when I was, I had a two-week-long conference I was at every summer, and so I was pretty good about always getting it in for cleaning while I was gone. I now don't have any period of time where I'm gone quite that long, although now that I think about it, I will be in May, so I should probably take it somewhere and have it cleaned. Unfortunately, the place I used to take it closed during the pandemic, so now I've got to find a new place to take it in for cleaning. Um, but in any case, when I'm when I'm at this place with the rentals, of course, I'm sort of eyeing the other machines they have there, and they have the Janome, uh, I have, it's the Continental, I think it's an M7. I am drooling over that thing. Um, so the 6600 has a throat space of about eight and a half, maybe nine inches. And that felt huge when I first got it compared to my first sewing machine, also a Janome, um, but a much smaller one. 
And so it just felt so big, but it really gets cramped when you're trying to do the machine quilting, uh, the free motion. But this Continental has something like a 13-inch w- uh, workspace. And I'm just looking at that thing saying, oh, the things I can do on that machine. Um, it is a pricey machine. I would have to trade in my 6600 and that might bring it down a little bit. So it's not quite as scary pricey. Um, but emotionally, I am so tied to the 6600 because it was my mother. So I'm, I'm just not sure I'm ready to trade it in for something uh so those are just you know the sewing machine dreams going through my head um what i have actually been spending most of my time on this week is the decluttering challenge i mentioned on my last episode i think that i was doing the decluttering challenge through uh just get it done quilts i honestly I don't remember if I mentioned it. I may have just been starting it because I missed last weekend posting a podcast, for which I apologize. However, I was having a very fun weekend with my sisters last weekend. Uh, We had a a cabin out on one of the Finger Lakes, and we literally, well, one of my sisters and I never left the cabin from the time we got there until the time we left. Uh, We forced our older sister to be the one to run the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the errand to go get us more wine because we had run out. Um, not that we were drinking a lot, but we hadn't brought that much. So we had to go out and get another couple of bottles. And uh, the rest of the time, we were just playing games the whole weekend. It was so much fun. But by the time I got home Sunday, I was pretty tired um, from talking all weekend. So I didn't get a podcast posted. And then I just didn't have anything really to talk about. And all of the time I had free, I was spending on this decluttering. So um, I have now, I'll try to remember to take a picture and post it on my blog. Um, I did post one in-progress picture on my blog this week. Um, I now have something like seven or eight of the reusable grocery bags um, in my hallway with books and notions and pins and needles and some a variety of stuff, some stabilizer, gosh, all sorts of stuff uh, that I'm ready to get rid of in my space. And it's funny because when I started and I looked around my space, it really did not look cluttered. And I, I wouldn't call it cluttered, um, but there's always stuff you can get rid of. And because I'm getting rid of stuff, I'm actually repurposing shelves and kind of trying to get myself a little more organized around certain things with the ultimate goal. I think I've mentioned this, that I really want to downsize the amount of space in this room given over to home office and be able to claim more space for quilting, um, being organized in a different way, Uh, potentially even claiming space for if I were to get Um, even a sit-down mid-arm or, you know, a a long arm that's on a shorter frame. I don't know. You know, that's that's way in the future. But for now, I'm just trying to downsize stuff. And so I feel good about the amount of stuff I'm getting rid of. Um, The other thing I'm working on is my scrap storage. I had been storing scraps, mostly organized by color, a little bit by size, in a um, 
oh, what is this thing called? It's a rolling cart with the colored shelves that you get from, I got mine from Joann's. Um, they were like all the rage for a little while. I actually have two of them. I have one that's a little bit lower, but wider, and it has two sets of shelves side by side, but they're all narrow shelves. There's, um, what do you, shallow drawer, <laughs> losing words, sorry. They're all shallow drawers. And then I have the slightly taller one that's only one set of shelves, but it has two deeper ones and then four narrower ones. Um, what I'm hoping to do is empty both of those out and either be able to move them out altogether or be able to get some of my office supplies off of one of my um, wall-mounted bookshelves and move them into one of those so that I can then put fabric and scraps and kind of reorganize how I've got my fabric stored a little bit. Um, so that's kind of where I'm going with that. So far, what I've done is gotten all of the scrap storage out of those narrow drawers, because or the shallow drawers, because some of them just weren't, uh, they weren't fitting. I wasn't able to close the drawers as easily. So now I have bought a bunch of clear containers that are actually advertised as refrigerator organizing containers, but they're a nice heavy plastic. They've got handles, but they're clear so I can see what's in them. And I measured the cubbies in my cutting table. Some of you may remember, if you've been around a long time, my cutting table was inspired by um, Crafty Garden Mom back when she had her podcast, which I miss. Uh, but she had done one and had posted how she had done it and where she'd gotten the stuff. And I just essentially copied her almost exactly. So it's four sets of um, cubby bookshelves and I had not really utilized the cubbies that well. And so now I've got one entire side is the clear containers with my scraps. Uh, the question I have for you, those of you who are, um, who have scrap storage and like do a lot of scrap quilting, do you tend to store by color regardless of size? Or do you tend more to store by size regardless of color? Uh, so as I'm saying, or as I've said before, now that I, especially now that I've got my AccuCutter, AccuQuilt Cutter, I do prefer to cut my scraps into usable sizes. And for me, that means, generally speaking, 10-inch squares, 5-inch squares, 2.5-inch strips, and 2.5-inch squares. Uh, because largely because of the number of jelly rolls I have. I have so many two and a half inch strips that I have a lot of jelly roll books. And of course, the other sizes tend to go with those. Um, I am going to expand. I'm going to spend a little bit of time looking at what kinds of like half square and quarter square triangles tend to go with uh, those sizes and kind of figure that out. I might do some of those, but I I don't really like working with individually cut triangles that much. I tend to prefer to do the type where you sew two squares together and cut it through the middle. Uh, so anyway, that's the, the main question I have for myself right now, because it does affect the number of storage bins <laughs> I need, is uh, am I organizing more by color or am I organizing more by side, size? And Right now, I've got a bit of a hybrid. Um, when Before I cut scraps, 
they're organized by color. So I have several bins that are just random pieces of fabric. Generally, anything smaller than a fat quarter goes into these. If it's a fat quarter, obviously, you know, fat quarter size, it goes in my fat quarter collection. If it's a quarter inch or quarter yard standard, it goes in my fabric stash. A third of a yard usually goes in my fabric stash, but it doesn't fit as neatly. It doesn't stack the same way the others do. But really anything smaller than that just gets folded up or kind of crammed into these other bins. And then when I have some time, I'll, I'll take it. I started doing it color by color. So I've got a couple of bins, like my reds and my greens, I think. Both have minimal in the sorted by color because most of them were already cut down to size and sorted by size. So I have a, a bin for two and a half inch squares, a bin for one and a half inch strips, and a bin for five inch squares. But the five inch squares bin does not contain all my charm packs. I have a gazillion charm packs as well. I've got those in a separate place, which is still under consideration. I've moved them now twice and I haven't found the best way for myself to store them, but that'll come. So that's kind of my general question. I've been on Pinterest. I've done a lot of Googling about how other people store their scraps. Um, I do know Charlotte's uh, of Charlotte Hawk's quilts. I know her system. Um, she cuts a ton more sizes than I do. <laughs> So, but she also doesn't have a lot of full size fabric stash. Hers is her stash is almost entirely scraps. Um, so it she's given over her storage space mostly to scrap bins. So anyway, that's a question for you. Um, so I thought I might also talk a little bit in this episode about how I'm going about refreshing my fabric stash, which leads me into a discussion of fabric subscription clubs, because that's primarily the way I'm doing it right now. Uh, you know, I'm not in quilt shops a lot at the moment, one, because of time, two, because of the pandemic, um, and three, because the, the two shops nearest to me both closed. One, was just because of retirement. Um, the other one, I'm not really sure why I didn't go to that one as often. Uh, so, you know, it for me to now go to a quilt shop is a good 20-minute one-way drive, which doesn't seem a lot, especially because I know a lot of you don't live anywhere close to a quilt shop. But it's just that's an extra 40 minutes that I have to tack on to thinking about anything. So right now, not going to quilt shops. I will get back to that probably within the next six months as things start settling down. But, um, you know, I have a decent sized stash. I've got a good stash. I was pretty um, conscious of making sure it was well distributed color-wise and value-wise. However, I am really bored <laughs> of looking at the same stick and fabrics I've been looking at for years. Because, of course, when you have a stash, you tend to use your favorite fabrics first, and then you keep getting left with the ones that you keep passing over every time you do a project. So um, part of my thought is eventually when I'm done with all this reorganizing and kind of back into just doing sewing, I may start going through some of those and pulling some of the oldest stuff off of there and just, you know, immediately slicing it into scraps so that I'm not looking at it as a full piece of fabric. Um, 
but meanwhile, I just felt the need to uh, inject some novelty, as they say, some newness into the thing. So I have, um, I've been a subscriber to the So Sampler box through Fat Quarter um, Shop for a few years now. And I, that's my favorite of all of the quilt subscription box type things. Um, yes, the non-fabric notions and stuff that they include can be a little bit hit and miss, but they are more often useful in So Sampler. More often things I like, more often things that then I say, hey, I really like this. I want to buy more. So, for example, you know, I got a, a sampler in one of the sampler boxes. I got a, a set of pins that I just fell in love with. And so I bought a bunch of that style of pins. And one of the things I've now gotten rid of is a whole lot of my old sets of pins. Um, not old in terms of used, although some of them have been. But a lot of sets of pins I had bought over the years that I just did not really like that much and didn't use them that much. And so they're now going to hopefully go off to another home. Um, the Sew Sampler projects, I don't know that I've ever done one. Um, they are often cute, but, you know, at this point I'm having enough problems doing the projects I had already earmarked to do, let alone doing one that came in a sampler box. However, I do like the fabrics um, that they send to do this, the patterns with. So um, if you're looking for a subscription box, I would highly recommend the Sew Sampler one. They often go onto a waiting list, um, so you can't always just immediately sign up for it, but it's, it's worth checking out. I also do the Fat Quarter Shop Jelly Roll Club. I think I mentioned that on my last podcast, because, um, you know, what I really need are more two and a half inch strips, obviously. Um, but they're kind of like candy. You know, I keep saying, okay, I'll do another couple of months and then I'll shut it off. And I haven't shut it off yet because I just, they're so cute. I, I am just a real sucker for a jelly roll. I don't know what it is. It's a sickness. Um, it's just, I, I really couldn't explain it, but I love them. Um, I subscribed to Quilty Box for a few months and then ended up canceling it and partly because somehow they kept coming damaged. I don't know how Fat Quarter Shop manages to ship theirs. I don't know that I've ever had one damaged. Quilty Box, I had like three in a row. Now it didn't damage the contents but the outside packaging was just really beat up and I, I wasn't entirely sure if stuff hadn't got, it was just, I don't know, I, I was not impressed. Um, and the stuff I was getting in them just wasn't as consistently usable as the ones I got in So Sampler. Um, I, you know, again, I liked the fabric well enough. It just, getting both of them at the same time and able to compare them side by side, I just really like So Sampler better. So I did um, eventually unsubscribe to Quilty Box. Um, the other one I just re-signed up for, re-signed up for, for which I just signed up again. Um, <laughs> sorry, grammatical uh, hiccup in my brain there. I had for a little while, a few years back, subscribed to the Cotton Cuts uh, Fabric Club, cottoncuts.com. 
Uh, this is a, a subscription where you're only getting fabric. You don't get the other stuff. I might have gotten candy on occasion. I have a vague recollection of it coming with candy, which is a good thing, of course. Um, but I, you can subscribe to get, I think your choices are 12 fat quarters or six half yard cuts. I know I subscribe for the six half yard cuts uh, because that gives you a little more option about how you can use them when you get them. Um, I just resubscribed for about three months. So I had done it for a little while before. I'm not even sure I did it for a whole year. Uh, I like the fabric. It definitely is modern style fabric, which I like well enough, except for um, there's a tendency towards geometrics, which I don't like as well as florals. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? Toned colors. So things that aren't quite as bright. And I know we all think of brights as being modern quilting, but there's also a very grayed out version of colors that's very popular in modern quilting. And that I don't particularly like pastels and I don't particularly like the grayed out. I can use them, certainly. Um, and, you know, there's no such thing as a bad color uh, or bad fabric, as they always say. You just haven't cut it small enough. Um, but the grayed out stuff I find a little more difficult to work with. So I did it for a few months, let it go. I decided I would do it again. I think I paid for three months because um, you kind of pay in, in packages. So I paid for three months just to, again, refresh my stash a little bit and we'll see how it goes. If I um, am not in love with the fabrics, I'll just end after the three months. If I'm really enjoying what I'm getting, I'll, I'll keep that going for a little bit. Um, I did also try Annie's Fat Quarter Kit Club. Uh, they advertise that you'll get between six and eight fat quarters. I got six. I think I only did it twice. I may have only done it once. It's possible I only did it once now that I'm looking at my notes. Um, it came to about $4 a fat quarter when I did the math, so it wasn't a cost savings at all. It was really just the fun of the surprise, you know, kind of like Christmas morning. But we do also know how that can turn out is you can not love what you get. Um, I did not love what I got. Of course, I can um, just, again, call, cut it really small. It was a fabric brand that I had not heard of before, so I had to do some research. Uh, it's called, I'm probably not pronouncing this right, Okotex, O-E-K-O hyphen T-E-X fabric. Um, its claim to fame is that it's sustainable. It's a sustainable fabric. It's sustainably produced. And I love the idea of that. I hated the way it felt. It did not have a nice hand. And for me, the way a fabric feels is equally as important, if not almost more important, than the color and print. I have been known to buy fabrics because... It just feels so good. And if it looks pretty, that's a bonus. <laughs> that's That was kind of, you know, I, I, I love the idea of the sustainable, but I'm sorry, I still have to want to work with it. And it just, I did not like the hand of it. Um, so I did cancel it. And I also, I kind of go back and forth on fat quarters. Now, those of you who are new quilters, let me lay a little history on you. Fat quarters were actually the first of the pre-cuts. Um, I still remember I was a fairly new 
quilter. In fact, I might have been a brand spanking new quilter when Fat Quarters first started really being a thing. Um, and, of course, all the books on Fat Quarters came out. And then, um, you know, you'd get the bundles and, from the line and everything. And I loved them to begin with. Um, nowadays, I don't actually find them the most useful of sizes. I tend to prefer half yards or smaller pre-cuts if I'm going for fast projects. Um, you know, I do still use fat quarters. I certainly cut them down. I have um, a few patterns I've done over the years that use fat quarters. So I'm not getting rid of my fat quarters and I'm not really bad-mouthing them. <laughs> Am I? Am I bad-mouthing fat quarters? I'm sorry if I'm offending any fat quarters out there. I just, they're not something I tend to um, collect as much as I used to these days. Um, so that's that's kind of my review of a few of the fabric boxes, subscription boxes out there. Uh, if you have any thoughts about any that you've tried or any of the ones I've mentioned that you want to leave in the comments, please do. Uh, people will learn from your experience as well. So please make sure you leave your comments. Um, I have been collecting some new patterns and I need to stop myself now because one of the things I decluttered was a lot of patterns. So I don't really need to be bringing them in as fast as I'm getting rid of them. Um, but I have found several, of course, from Jenny Doan, Missouri Star Quilt Company, from Donna of Jordan Fabrics. And because of, particularly I think it was Jordan Fabrics, had several different YouTube videos I was watching um, and reminded me of how much I really like Cozy Quilt Design Strip Club patterns. And I already have uh, one or two of their books. I have one of their books. I might have gotten rid of the other one because I didn't really like any of the stuff. I have the Strip Club Ruler very easy to use. Um, haven't done it in a while, but now that I'm reminded that I have them, uh, I will go back and use it again. And um, they they just have a lot of good designs based on two and a half inch strips that don't just look like a bunch of strips. You know, I'm so tired of seeing variations on rail fence quilts that just get named a new name but it's still the same thing. Uh, but anyway, the strip tubing method goes really quickly, can create some really pretty effects. Um, I loved the quilt that I did with it, and I, I can remember it so clearly. I just loved it. It was a donation quilt, so it's no longer in my house. <laughs> Part of me thinks, darn it, I'm going to make myself another one because I did really, really like it. Um, and I've also been working on getting uh, EQ8 fully reinstalled on my desktop and was finally able to install, um, there's a bunch of downloadable AccuQuilt block diagrams for EQ8 now so that you can just use their block stuff to design quilts using your own fabrics that are sized to the AccuQuilt dies. So I'm looking forward to um, kind of getting back into designing my own stuff. And of course, I already have the Kimberly Einmo Jelly Roll add-ons to EQ8. I've got, I think, all of them. Um, so, you know, once I'm done decluttering my sewing room, I will be ready to go again. So um, I think that's really all of my update. This coming week is a short week for me, and I've got a bunch of meetings again. Um, it's a short week because my husband's birthday is next weekend, and we're going away for the weekend again. 
Um, and so uh, I won't be able to bring any sewing with me. And I tend to bring embroidery and then just not do it. Uh, I don't know why. I tend not to do embroidery when I'm traveling. I'll probably bring it again. <laughs> and then I'll probably not do it again. But, you know, it's always the thought. It's there. Uh, I will, however, do a lot of reading, which is good because I've got a backlog of books I need to read. Um, and maybe I'll do a book review on an upcoming ep episode. Yes, episode, because I've been reading some good stuff. So let me do a quick time check on where I am on how long this episode is. Oh, we're not doing too bad. So I can respond to comments, which is always my favorite part anyway. I want to say thanks to Karen, who left a comment on Podbean, and Stephanie S. on my blog post noted the number of cans of 505 that I have. She saw them in the background of one of the pictures. I'm looking at them now. I believe there's five over there, although I think one of them is probably close to empty. All I can say is guilty as charged. Uh, they can be, uh, you know, here's my defense. They can be difficult to find where I am. And I really don't like any of the other brands of uh, spray-based spray adhesive, so I tend to pick up multiples of 505 when I do see it. Um, I use it for basting quilts when I'm not long-arming. Uh, so that's why I have so many. And then, of course, they collected while I wasn't sewing because I tended to forget I already had them. Um, Stephanie also commented in Facebook that said, if you're looking for a classy jelly roll pattern, consider the strip and flip method. Um, Cluck Cluck So had it in 2012, and Jenny Doan did it as a stack and flip. Looks great and easier than a jelly roll race. And when I looked up the link that she left on her comment, which, by the way, um, yes, if you go to my blog, quiltingfortherestofus.com slash blog, uh, you will see her comment with the link, so you'll want to check them out. Um, it's, it is ridiculously easy, and it's one that I'd looked at before and kind of forgotten about it. So basically, all you do is you sew all the strips um, in. Uh, you don't sew them together end to end. You sew them together horizontally so that it's just a long block of strips sewn to each other, not Again, not like the jelly roll race where you end up with a very long string. You just end up with a big block. And then you measure and you cut a slice out of it in the middle and you flip that slice around and you sew it back in. And, and you can sew it back in with sashing on either side too. Um, so it is really easy and it's, it's a nice look. Um, and yes, that is one I should definitely do because I could have it done probably in an afternoon. It goes that fast. Uh, so thank you, Stephanie, for that reminder. And, you know, hold me to it when I say, yeah, I'll probably do that one at some point. Because how many patterns did I say I'd bought? Um, uh, another Stephanie of Blessed to Quilt, uh, which is, boy, that's going back. Memoirs of a Long-Arm Quilter is her newer one. Uh, she said, how fun to be able to rent time on a long arm. I love having one for all the reasons you mentioned as a benefit of having one. And then she said she's also trying to find the pattern for some fabric that she had obviously set aside for, uh, and she can't find where she stored the pattern. So good luck finding that, Stephanie. Uh, she says she's fallen in love with English paper piecing, cross-stitch, and learning hand embroidery. Um, I have to say, I love hand embroidery. Cross-stitch just makes me, th oh, 
my, I've never tried it because just looking at it makes me think I'd go crazy. It just looks so tedious to me. But I know a lot of people that love it. You know, it's very meditative. I get all that. It's just, it's not something that flips my switch. Um, hand embroidery, I keep saying I love. You wouldn't know it by the amount of time I spend doing it. <laughs> We're getting back to that at some point. Uh, from Jennifer in Indy, she said she was sad to hear about Princess Doggy. And we were sad too. Again, Princess Doggy was a <laughs> common common character in my older podcast days. Uh, she died last year at 16 and a half years old. She was a trooper. Um, she said, glad we've found a new companion for Augie in our Sophie. They are both laying right next to me right now as I'm recording this. Uh, Jennifer also says she's done a few salvage projects, some ornaments, and a few small zip bags. She decided to try going small before deciding whether to, or not to make a quilt. And I'm glad I did, she says. It was okay, but not my favorite sewing. So my salvages went on the free table at a retreat after that. Um, you know, Jennifer, I really strongly suspect I'll kind of end up doing the same thing. I need to do something because these particular salvages came in a scrap bag. So I don't really feel right just sending them off because I know exactly how much I paid for them. Um, but I do think... I don't know. I have to figure it out. Uh, she also, this, her response was on the unsung hero of the sewing room uh, episode. She says, it's a wooden stick. Perfect for holding down fabric when sewing or pushing out corners in bags or pillows. I have one really pretty one I picked up at a quilt show and also a few chopsticks. Um, so Jennifer, yes. In fact, as I was doing some of my decluttering today, I got rid of a chopstick because I have... <laughs> A lot of other pokey thingies, um, including one of those official plastic tube things with the hook in it. One of the ones you actually buy. What is it called? The, the purple thing? Something like that. Um, so thank you for your comment, Jennifer. Engineer Sandy, so good to hear from you. Uh, she said, happy to hear you listening to your own warning signals and not committing to the guild block of the month. No need to stress every month. Enjoy seeing what everyone else does. You have other projects to work on. And then she says... How's that storm at sea coming <laughs> along? <laughs> she, she took my word for it to nag me. Um, so, yes. And here's kind of the funny thing about deciding not to do the, the guild block of the month, because at the time I was looking forward to going back to my first guild meeting in January, and I was excited about kind of, yay, here I am, and boy, I'm going to be part of this guild, and I'm going to do all the challenges we ended up canceling the meeting because our numbers of COVID are so stinking high right now with Omicron. So I would have, you know, done all that to make a block and not been able to show it off. So I'm just as glad I didn't bother doing it. Uh, so, uh, and in terms of the storm at sea, <laughs> I haven't, oh gosh, it's been about 10 days now, I think, since I've done anything on it because I was decluttering. Um, but I think... What I might do, actually, now as I think about it, I can put the Bills game on my iPad, I believe, and watch it while I'm doing some sewing. Um, so I will work on the Storm at Sea tonight. Uh, don't have as much time to sew tomorrow. I'm attending two different church services <laughs> during the day by Zoom. One in the morning because it's one interim pastor's last Sunday there, and I had 
helped the church through this interim process, so I've been invited to be a part of that one, so I'll be doing that one in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we have another pastor who has started in her church about a year ago, uh, but because of COVID, they have not been able to do, to do an installation service, so she's finally doing that one. Um, and actually, Jennifer and Indy, it's not too far from you. It's in Bloomington. Uh, and I was supposed to be there this weekend. Um, but a few weeks ago, after I'd already bought my plane tickets and made the hotel reservations and the rental car and all of that, I ended up canceling it like two days later because of, again, the numbers. So um, I fortunately was able to cancel everything. And I now have plane ticket credits that I can use later this year. Uh, so sorry, Jennifer, I will not be waving at you as I go through the airport. Um, it does mean it's nice that I'm home because I can do both of those things by Zoom, um, but I'm not sure how much time I'm going to have in between to do anything else. So we'll see. But that is all I have to talk about today. Um, please, again, leave your comments either on my website at www.quiltingforthe... <laughs> Sorry. Mind hiccup. Totally forgot what the name of my blog was in the middle of it. www.quiltingfortherestofus.com um, slash podcast is where the podcast episodes are. You can leave comments there. You can leave them on my blog or you can leave them in our Facebook group, Quilting for the Rest of Us. Uh, you can leave them on Podbean. I do have the Podbean app. It is sometimes difficult to get to the comments. I'm, I'm not thrilled with the Podbean app. I typically just use it for the hosting of the podcast itself. Um, so all of those things, or you can email me at sandyquilts, sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z, at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Sandy Quilts, Sandy with a Y, Quilts with a Z. I'm still on Twitter, but I'm like never on Twitter. It's mostly Instagram, although not even all that often on that. I need to get better. All of those things. Ah, uh, I think I'm done <laughs> with my episode before I go wandering down a very random bunny trail. Uh, so I look forward to hearing from you. Tell me what you're doing about scraps. Tell me your experience with um, quilting subscription boxes. And just talk to me about life. I look forward to hearing from you. And so until next time, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. 